2: Stop the fight, Tie Tui Vasa! Uh, you don't know what Bam Bam's gonna do, I told you. Get behind us, because we're, we're taking over.
3: Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen, there he is. Bam Bam tie Tui
4: Vasa. Oh, oh, Jared Cannonier gets it done! You have got a new contender for real at
1: 185.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Jared Kananier!
1: Welcome
5: to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. <laughs> that's
4: dangerous. <laughs> Listen to me, we're at it.
5: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We have a good show. We got Ty Tuivasa on the show today. We got Jared Cannonier fighting Robert Whittaker. This Saturday in the co-main event uh, with huge title implications. So hi, guys. How, how are you both doing? Hey, man. What's happening? Good to see you, Dean. <laughs> it's always good to see you. Diniero? Is that your name?
3: Is that your real name, Diniero? No, that's my name. Dean is my first name. Yero is my middle name. Oh, oh okay.
5: Name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, but Dean is your first. D-I-N is your first name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was short for Diniero. No. Nah. Dean.
4: I to. Is your parents alive? My father my- is. Okay, I want to meet your dad. Do you? Yeah, I want to ask him about your name and everything. All right. <laughs> I'm, you know. I'm bring, I'll bring him up to Long Island. Um, listen, you were gone, Dean Thomas. I left him in Fight Island a fucking month ago. That's right. Guy, where are you now? I'm in, I'm in Mexico now. Are you home? No, I'm in, I'm in, Mexico. <laughs>
3: Wait in Mexico.
2: Wait
4: a second. Mexico? Yeah. Are you joking?
3: I'm not joking. I'm actually. Oh. Where um, are you? I'm in Mexico. I'm doing that um that Roy Jones Jr. icon promotion and I'm uh commentating that tomorrow. It's called uh, it's called icon. It's on Fight Pass. Where in Mexico are you? I'm in uh it's called a Hermosia. Hermosilla. Hermosilla. I was just like looking for um some entertainment down here, you know, so something to do. Uh some weird things involving animals and stuff.
5: Well make sure, yeah, but make sure you know where you're going. Mexico Again, and not you—you know—you don't stereotype a whole country. I'm, people who are Mexican probably tell me I'm crazy, but it scares me. I've seen too many cartel videos, and just watch where you're going. Uh, no,
3: you know what? It's funny that as I was, because I drove here from the airport, and I swear I thought I was in an episode of Breaking Bad. I thought I was being chased by like the the Salamanca brothers or something like. That. I mean, it was like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just because it looked exactly like that. It was like desert looking and like mountains on the side, and it just looked like that. So I was like, man, this this might be a scary place.
5: How far from the airport?
3: It was like two
4: hours. Holy from, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. What? What are you doing? Get a fucking Uber. What are you doing?
5: I know, I know. It's crazy.
4: What are you doing, Dean Thomas? What? I'm living, I'm living my life, brother.
6: How you doing? I'm doing good. What's up, Jared? What's happening? Hey, man, how come you ain't got, the, I ain't got the, the, the fist pick? You got a regular pick. You need a pick with a fist no. on it. then I've had plenty of those fist picks and I keep on losing them so I brought a plastic one I was one I wasn't afraid to lose on the other side of the world I feel you
5: See, you guys can talk about hair and so can Matt and I we have
6: (laughs) (laughs) you know when I went to when I went to Brazil everybody took note of that and uh you know tried to put the pick in their hair but you know they got the straight looser hair down there and it wouldn't be and I had the metal pick so it was a little bit heavier and it wasn't able to stay in their hair and stuff so I had to throw it away because I didn't know which any, if any of them were carrying lice or anything like that so I had to throw the pick away Yeah, yeah you don't want to share a
5: pick No <laughs> now, let, me,
4: let me ask you about that Now is that a is that a constantly to keep your hair cool or is it just
6: more of a fashion thing? It's Because I, I don't want to put the pick in my pocket, you know So um, I just stick it up there and it stays up there and uh, sometimes I forget about it I put a shirt on or I get out of my truck and catch it and it'll rip out some of my hair but uh it's so I don't lose it. You know, they don't fit in my pocket and um, it's easier to find up there. It's, yeah, it's a placeholder. It's like a bookmark. Yeah. And it looks cool too. So. Yeah, it does. It is a cool look, yeah. but doesn't
5: that drive you nuts? I would, I would feel it on my head. I would feel something like on one side of my head. It would drive me crazy.
6: <laughs> no, it doesn't really move around too much. You get used to it. like wearing a hat or a wig or something.
5: Oh, okay.
4: You know yeah. what Jared has? He has momentum. Yeah. Three stoppages in a row. Uh, shit! From Jackmanson, Anderson Silva, David Branch—these aren't easy guys to take out. Jared, what the heck, man? You're doing something right.
6: Yeah, and I made it look easy too, didn't I? <laughs>
2: yeah, you did. You
4: did you did? Yeah. And now you're facing Robert Whitaker—I mean, your confidence has to be through the roof. But you're facing a former champion. Uh, do you are you a guy that dissects the tape? You have your guys do that, or you're not a tape guy at all? You just say you concentrate on you.
6: No, I definitely watch some tape, but I don't study it too much. You know, I don't watch tape every day of the camp or anything like that. Um, I download what these guys do, you know, their tendencies and I develop a plan, me and my team uh uh develop a plan based off of what we see in tape and stuff. We uh we uh you know how it is, man. You're a super coach, you got a good team up there, you know how it goes. So um you know, we get together, we talk about it, we make sure we're on the right page, we make sure we're always going to do the right thing in camp, and, uh, and uh, you know, in the MMA lab, we mix chemicals and see what sort of reactions we get, and uh, we got the right formula for this one. So what, yeah, what do you see in Robert Whitaker that gives you that confidence knowing that going into this fight, like, is there something specific that you see that you can exploit? Well, he's human, and anybody who's human can be hurt or beaten or anything like that, so... Um, you know, natural laws of physics, you get hit in the brain, you rattle the brain, you can touch the chin, um, you can break the body. Uh, you know, I got some really strong leg kicks, you know, not only are they uh, strong kicks to the leg, but they're just strong kicks in general. So, uh, I've gotten a lot more dexterity in my hips. Uh, I'm able to get those legs up there as high as possible. And, um, I'm able to do some damage with my kicks, more damage now with my kicks. And, uh, that could be, I think that may be a, uh, Something that's going to show more in this fight, you you know everybody's uh, seen the leg kick and all that good stuff, but um, the kicks in general are going to be uh, the kicks in general are devastating for, for me at least.
5: Well, for a while he looked on, he looked on. So Whitaker looked. I mean, even if he lo- the fact that he got dropped by Adesanya was amazing. After doing ten rounds with Yoel Romero uh, and, and withstanding that, so that's got to make you feel good that at least you. I mean, like you said, anybody can be dropped, but the fact that he's already been dropped once because I, I to me after 10 rounds with yoel you're like no one's ever going to drop this guy and then all of a sudden uh, adesanya does it
6: well is he i mean not is he, uh robert he has really good movement you know we see him move around he bounces around a lot he makes he can he covers distance very fast he's very explosive um he's hard to get a hold of um and that's why he wasn't you know um romero wasn't able to get you know get the knockout um and Easy's just smart, man. He's a good counter striker. He waited and uh, baited the man in, and, and t- all he had to do was touch the chin. And any man chin, chin can get touched, and any man can be knocked out in that in that regard. So, you know, Easy found his formula, and, and I have mine. Um, I'm not going to sit and wait though. You know, I'm gonna take, like I said before, I'm gonna take it to him. Um, I'm gonna put it on him, and I'm not gonna give him, you know, opportunities to do anything he does well.
4: I want to ask Jared. I want to ask about your grappling, because let me tell you, I was watching your fight with uh, Jack Hermanson, and uh, whew, he was throwing everything but the kitchen sink, and I and me loving jujitsu, I'm like, oh, look how he's doing this, doing that, but you're getting out of everything, and when you get out of everything, you're coming out of relentless. How are you working a lot of like worst case scenarios with guys on your back, or because you did, you weren't, you never looked like a, you were in it let me, let me phrase this where you look like you should have been in jeopardy in some of these uh, positions, but you didn't seem like you were in jeopardy. You were just fighting out of everything, getting back and then, then just laying down a beating. So I want to know what you're grappling training. Is there a lot of worst case scenario positions or what exactly you're doing to keep you so calm in those situations?
6: Well, I first started doing grappling. Modern Army Combatants is grappling-based. I did judo a little bit after that. When I got up to Alaska, it was jujitsu at first. It was all jiu So I've been grappling for well over 10 years. I'm well-versed, even though I'm still a purple belt. It's because I don't don the gi as much as I need to since since uh, becoming a mixed – you know, since going going into mixed martial arts. Um, I don't don the gi as much as as as, I, uh, as most people do to uh, get promoted as fast as – you know, get promoted in the, in the amount of time. So – but my 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 jujitsu is is top notch. I'm um well versed. I've seen plenty of different of those bad situations, people get put in and stuff. And uh and um in preparing for fights, I've definitely learned more and more. Um I've actually used Jack Herman famed uh uh joker choke, what I heard somebody call it. I've you know used. I've had people out with that since uh training for him. You know, he we know he uses it. So I felt that a lot. And like and and I'm like uh Rogue from X-Men. If I can fit if I if I make contact with it, I'm gonna be able I'm, i should be able to duplicate it. You know, I'm like, oh the copycat ninja, more like uh uh Kakashi from uh Naruto. I'm more like a copycat ninja in that regard. So if I see it, I can do it. Um but you know I'm I'm pretty uh good as far as my defense goes. You know, before Jack Hermanson, there was Glover Teixeira, who was ranked number three when I fought him at light heavyweight, and my I think it was my one, two, the fourth fight in the UFC. I fought Glover Teixeira, and he, you know, took me down in every round, and I spent most of the time on my back. I Actually, came out of that fight with uh, rope, um, with a uh, mat burn or Copper burn all over my back. So, but you know, he didn't do much damage. You know, what I'm saying. As a matter of fact, I actually cut him on the nose from the bottom <laughs> with an elbow. So, um, I'm pretty good at defending myself on the ground. I'm way better now. You know, it's not just defending myself. I'm getting up. And if you end up on the bottom, you know, people are getting knocked out from down there. So, um, you know, people, people think that, you know, uh, just because I don't wrestle me doesn't mean I can't. You know what I'm saying? I just haven't had the need to. Hell you know, yeah. I've been knocking people out. I've been putting people on, you know, on, on their heels and making them run. And whenever they shoot, you know, it's hard for them to get me down. I'm strong as hell. And if you end up on bottom, it's going to be a problem. Shoot, you're doing something right. I'll tell you right now. But first of all, I just
4: noticed a couple of things right there. You just dropped two things right there for me, and I and I picked it up. You mentioned Rogue from X Men, and then I think you mentioned an anime person. Are you? What are you? Tell, now this this is my type of language, Jerry. What are you? Sorry, Jimmy. I hope I didn't lose half
6: the audience. No, no, no.
4: Are you a comic book or anime fan, or in the past, or you just threw that out for some pop culture stuff?
6: No, I watch anime, man. I watch my uh, I watch anime. I've been, you know, I grew up playing video games because I didn't play sports. Um, they didn't have uh, martial arts. The martial arts that they didn't have the sports that I wanted to do. I wanted to do martial arts as a child. Everybody wanted to play football, basketball, to be rappers, and um, that didn't interest me too much. So, um, it was always martial arts as a child. It's always been my aspiration. And once I got a hold of it, I jumped right in. I've always watched anime. They've always been my inspiration for uh, anime, kung fu movies, all those things. You know, have always been my inspiration. Um, the new Marvel movies, anything, combat, anything dealing with uh, people being better than normal people. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for that. So, um, you know, yes, I I like anime. Dean Thomas, you make fun
4: of me all the time for my love of comic books. How dare you? Now, Say Say it now with Jared in the room. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I appreciate his honesty in that, you know what I'm saying? Because
3: not a lot of brothers really, you know, embrace the – the anime and stuff like that, you know. Hey, the champ does. Israel Adesanya loves it. I mean, that. That. Yeah, I, mean it's I, least, I think it's for
6: whatever reason it's
3: coming around.
6: It's coming around. Well, it so used to be. Know. It used to be that a grown man watches cartoons and stuff really isn't a man, you know. It's that toxic masculinity thing going on? Yeah. And uh, you can't really be a man if you sit around watching cartoons. But you know, I watch cartoons. I get up and go to the gym and kick ass. I do it on TV, and I, I you know, I. I I, I uh, spend quality time with my family. I'll take care of business, you know what I'm saying? So I can sit up and watch cartoons, so. Look at this. I do. Th- we could have been hanging out ages ago, me and you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think I got you know, my, brother,
6: my oldest brother, he was a big comic book fan. He collected a whole bunch of comic books and used to fight and bite at us whenever we wanted to put our uh, dirty little mitts on them and stuff. So uh, he was a big comic book collector. I don't know what happened to all those issues he collected and kept in those plastic sleeves, yeah. but.
5: Those are worth money if, if you save them uh in the last 15 years not as 20 years because people know to collect but uh, there was a lot of money in comic books i think i sold mine to drink and do drugs when i was a teenager but i kind of wish i had held on to them <laughs> How dare you yeah, i dumped them
6: a lot a lot of, a lot of go guys who did comic books you know it probably turned to drugs and stuff yeah it's yeah it
5: seems like the next reality after comic books when you're a kid <laughs> what do you do to kind of match that excitement you get high i guess there you go <laughs> And I think we had asked you, I, I don't remember, you, you mentioned Alaska a minute ago, right? You, you mentioned Alaska, and I think that we, you were in, in the military? Yes. Oh, and I was, that was in the Army. to Alaska.
6: No, I wasn't in the Army, in the military, in Alaska. I was in the military, and when I got out, that's when I got a job with the FAA in Alaska.
5: That's right. Yeah, you did tell. Okay, yeah. well, we talked about that. And you were there for how long?
6: I was in Alaska from '09 to '17. Oh, I didn't remember that. It was years. Eight years. Oh, my. How crazy did you go in
5: eight years in Alaska?
6: Oh, man. The winters get long and dark and cold, but the summers are really nice. Even though they're short, it sort of balances it out. The fact that I had a nice job and I was able to train and develop myself as a martial artist uh, uh, kept me sane. And as soon as I was able to, as you guys saw, I quit that six-figure job and dipped out. And I went to the hottest place I could find, Phoenix, Arizona.
5: Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere. Any, any. I think Phoenix is probably the hottest place in the U.S., right?
6: That's what they say, the hottest city in America. Jared, so last time we we talked to you, I had started to embrace this very spiritual
3: side. Are you still on that same path and that same journey spiritually uh,
6: now? Absolutely. Spirituality, of course, as we all know, is an ongoing, ongoing journey. Um, I'm learning more and more about myself, about... About my surroundings, about uh, everything, you know, um, esoteric things, things that we're not taught every day. I think things are, that are uh, intentionally hidden from us are the things that I'm diving into now. Um, not necessarily occultic things. Some people who, uh, you know, thump the Bible continuously may say so. I had somebody on my Instagram telling me that uh, I need to quit worshiping stones. And I'm like, I don't worship stones. Have you ever heard me say I worship stones? I've only said that I use stones. The same way that you people that people use the Bible to enhance their spirituality and get the messages that they need. So, um, you know, I don't necessarily worship anything. The only thing I worship is the aspects of God that I see in myself, that I see in everything around me. You know, I feel that everything is connected. Everything is uh, everything is connected, and um, and that's just it. You know, finding finding that connection. You know, that connection is what we would deem, you know, God or, or divinity or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? I don't even like to use the word God anymore because that's just, a, that's just a, it's conceptualization of divinity is what it is. But with that being said, you know, um, just exploring different avenues of reality, if you will, you know what I'm saying, the real world, not a fictitious world that, you know, we're told to, that is real, you know? So that's generally my stance. Um, so I got some flack for saying that you're not God, and this and that, and this and that. And I'm like, damn, I didn't say I was God. I said I am God in the flesh. And if no, and no, if if anybody doesn't believe that, they don't believe that they're anything good. So they probably think that they're low, lower beings, and that they're meek, and they're supposed to be, you know, that they're supposed to humble themselves and pray something from on high. But uh-uh, no, that's how you enslave yourself. And I'm I'm here, and I, and the reason why I say it on the on the camera in front of everybody because I want everybody to liberate themselves. You know, I feel that the information that I've come into has liberated my soul, my mind, and now my body is being liberated. As you guys see, it's coming through in my career. I didn't lose all this weight because I wanted to be the best fighter. I lost all the weight because I wanted to be the best person I can be. So um, that's my motivation.
5: Do you have any, uh, because a lot of times with spirituality too, people have, you know, I mean, I guess we all have demons on some level. Like, are there things in your personality or things that are like, oh, those are some dark thoughts or those, or or whatever that the spirituality balances out?
6: Early on, you know, I still, I had to deal with my ego and stuff. And uh, I've come to realize that the thoughts that come into my mind, I don't have to uh, combat with them. You know, I need to just understand what they are. And as long as, if they resonate with my heart, I like to listen to my heart. I don't like to think things through now, you know what I'm saying, I listen with my heart and um, use my intention. And as long as I stay connected to what I know is what I call like righteousness, you know, divinity, the cosmos, the universe, you know, um, I, I just began to trust that part of myself. And in doing so, I know what's right and what's wrong. And we also know, you know what I'm saying? I also use myself as an example. I wouldn't want nobody doing me like that. Doing to others as, you know what I'm saying? Even we all know heard that verse in the Bible, do unto others as you would have them doing to you. So um, even though I don't do Christianity, there are a lot of good lessons in there. You know, they take a lot of real lessons and put it in the Bible so that people can be good people. Um, I feel that it is just not adequate enough at the level that I want it to be at. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I was able to surpass that level of righteousness. Um, that level of divinity. And I feel like I, I am on the track of doing that.
3: Do you feel like it helped with uh, with your, your fighting? Does it translate over into fighting, like having that level of faith and confidence from that spirituality?
6: Does it translate into your fighting? Absolutely. Um, I said this before that martial arts is a spiritual thing before it's a mental thing, before it's a physical thing. You know, we feel that innate, thing that's in us that we want to do and with our minds with our mental capacity we articulate it in a way and formulate it in a way and organize it in a way that we have these different martial arts styles and then we express that stuff through our physical being so for me martial arts has always been spiritual it's been in my spirit since i was a little kid like i like you know like i like i told you guys i've always wanted to do it this is in my spirit not something that i saw and it looks good and i wanted to do it you know, I saw it and it resonated with me. And that's my intuition, that's my spirit, that's that divinity that's in, in me, talking to me. And I just began to listen to it, especially after uh, coming to uh, Arizona, after leaving my job, working 10 hours a day, trying to be a family man and then train as much as I can. I didn't have time to, all my energy was being pulled out of me. Uh, I was giving all my energy away in that regard. When I, when I quit my job, I was able to really stop and think and listen. To myself and really feel what I really wanted, what I wanted out of myself. And quitting that job was the best thing that happened to me. You know, I've like I said, I feel like I've liberated my soul in that regard.
5: I love talking to guys about their last day. I, I forget what fighter we just talked to, Matt, who just talked about leaving the day job. But is it? It's a little scary, I guess, at first, right? Like when you first give it up, you're like, "Wow, this is my now. I'm fighting, and this is it." Like there's, there's no. That you've kind of taken the safety net away. So did that p- focus you more on fighting and going, this, this has to be the way I make my living because there's no other backup?
6: Not necessarily. Um, I quit my job so that I could focus on, all, on it. You know what I'm saying? Not that I didn't, you know, I didn't quit my job because I had to focus on it. I quit my job because I wanted to. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to. All I want to do is train all day long, explore martial arts, make myself a better martial arts martial artist, and doing so becoming a better person. I'll say it again that I don't train so I can get into a fight. My fighting is all is only a part of my training. Um, And it's not even the best part of my training. Training is the best part of my training. So um, fighting is, I'm just, I'm happy to be, and fortunate to be in a position that I can make money and, 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 um, you know, look after myself and, and, and care for my family in that regard. But it's only a byproduct of me being a martial artist. So far, what has the Fight Island experience been like for you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful, man. It's like somebody asked me that, and I said it's like Sang- it's like uh, Mortal Kombat when they all go to San Island, or even Enter the Dragon when they enter when they get on the island and, uh, and all island. the festivities and all the food and stuff like that. <laughs> You know, they don't have nobody bringing a group of women to my room. Thank God for that. But um
5: <laughs> Yeah, that'd be terrible. That's the only it's thing. Like missing. That, you know? it,
6: it's good food, man. It's good, hospitable people. The UFC staff is always good. You know what I'm saying? I love doing the interviews during fight week because it helps me really get into the mode that I'm that I want to be in on fight night. You know what I'm saying? I, I I like I say I like the uh I don't suppress my ego, I control my ego. And when the time comes, I'm gonna let that thing go, and I, I let my ego go when it's time to fight. And then I put him, and then I put him right back there. Give him his uh, his treats. Yep, you get, you did a good job, and then I you know, get back in the corner. It's like it's like having a Rottweiler. You, you know what I mean?
5: <laughs> it, to protect you, it it does what it has to do, yeah. and then you put it back in the cage when you have to.
6: Yeah. And Rottweilers are really good dogs. I got two Rottweilers. Getting at you since you speak of that, I got two Rottweilers, man. Oh shoot, man! My coach Ray Longo says I have a head of a
4: Rottweiler.
5: <laughs> you got the head. I don't know head, what that you got. Means. The neck. <laughs> look,
6: man. My Rottweiler. My Rottweiler. My, my five-year-old Rottweiler. He's got a big ass head, but his neck and his back is bigger than that. And yes, you do have the head, neck, and back of a Rottweiler. <laughs> I'm taking that as a compliment from <laughs> I'm Jared. Saying, don't I don't think like, that's really a compliment. It's a I take it as a compliment a from
4: he's Jared. He's a beast, man. He's thank a beast, man. You're a beast. Thank yeah. you, Jared. I'm gonna let Ray. I'm to play this for Ray Longo because he doesn't mean <laughs> it as a compliment.
5: No, he doesn't mean it. He, he's being very insulting when he says it. Yeah. So they're good protective dogs, right? Good guard dogs. Not that you need protection, but I mean your property. It's it's nice when you're away to probably know you got those two, you know, uh, big dogs guarding yeah. your family.
6: Well, one is a puppy. We just got the we just got the one one little girl. But uh, Nago, my boy, he's uh, five years old and he's a big dog and he barks at anything that that walks down the street or comes to the door. You know, so everybody knows I got a big ass dog in my house, if they want to mess around. My big-ass dog bites. Well, I'll tell you, for a spiritual guy,
4: you got the same dogs as the fucking Omen. <laughs> <laughs> Those Rottweilers
6: were, were guarding Damien. <laughs> and I got lots of guns, too. So while, while, okay. the, dog is, uh, while the dog is keeping the intruders at bay, um, you know, the wife or the kids can run, and go grab a gun, and start busting caps, and whoever's trying oh, to uh, invade my space.
5: Yeah, nice. good for you. Dude, and no, da- Damien had, uh, they were Doberman pinchers, man. I thought. Or oh, they were they Dobermans? I might be wrong. I think you're wrong. I might be. Now no.
6: that's thing. <laughs> we're going to find out. I'm pretty sure. Doberman's a really good dog as well. They are, oh, but they were fine.
5: like for years, they were like the ferocious dog. And then for some the reason, like, nobody next though. Yeah. No one's talking about pit bulls and all of a sudden pit bulls got in the news and everybody forgot Doberman pinchers were around.
6: Well, the reason why pit bulls got the bad, bad moniker, because they're cheap and uh, anybody who's willing to buy a cheap dogs, probably willing to train them properly. So that's the reason why we have bad dogs because it's not the dog that's the bad dog. It's the trainer that's the bad, it's the owner that's the bad owner. It's not really teaching a dog how to be a uh hospitable uh uh dog, if you will.
5: Some dogs can't like they they can be trained, but they're really like I forget what they're called, like those Caucasian shepherds, like those giant things that guard like the Russian gulags. Oh, like yeah. they say dogs like that, you have to, you have to know dogs because they're territorial. And they're yeah. loyal to you, but they'll bite anybody else. So you have to really understand dogs.
6: You're absolutely right. You have to know the psychology of a dog if you're going to sit here and, and and be in the presence of one. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to have, if you're going to go and get a dog, you need to know the psychology of a dog. People think that I'll just get a dog and teach them how to sit and feed them food and this will be good. Like, no, you really have to get into the mind of the dog. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh it's pretty profound to really think how the dog is thinking you know what i'm saying and uh,
3: all they think about is
6: eating treats and sniffing other dogs asses well i mean <laughs> i apologize i mean i mean if that's all that you see but i see a whole <laughs> lot more in, i see a, i see a lot more in the dog you know what i'm saying you know these animals have souls and they have feelings they express them and all things like that. You know what I'm saying? They want to be loved. All dogs are social dogs. You know what I'm saying? So that is, they want to smell your butt to see what you're about. You know what I'm saying? Jared,
4: Jared, you don't listen. You are a very deep person. Dean Thomas is as deep as a puddle. Don't fucking, don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. Well,
0: well, explain here's the thing, here's the thing to you know what saying? When I'm
6: saying? When I'm talking to people who aren't that deep, I don't go down to their level. I will bring them up to mine. Oh, That's yeah, right. Please bring me up. Bring Thank me you, up, yeah. <laughs> There you go. I got you, man. I got you. See, dogs <laughs> because can I love you guys because I care.
5: Dogs can sense like like I'm. I've never had a dog. We I've had cats. So I, I love dogs, but they can. This is what I know and then if i'm like please don't bite me in my mind I'm please don't bite me like i'm afraid and they can kind of sense that i'm a place sense that shit. i'm not the alpha yeah they know they they're in charge and then they're gonna
6: yeah they're gonna get up on there and hump your leg and all that yeah, kind of and, stuff like, uh, and they're
5: all and i say nothing i'm like look whatever you're done finish i just you know i take jimmy, my what's your cat
6: name what's your cat's name
5: jimmy i've had two cats they're both dead my, my one cat's name was john i named him john um which is <laughs> ironic considering how many hookers i went up getting but I, <laughs> his name was john Who His names name was, cat John. I, I named my cat john because i i when i first got him i named him william oh no i named him susan i named him susan because i thought he was a girl and then they said no he's a guy and i, and I named well, i was five years old and my other cat's name was midnight but whatever john and midnight were my cats you're a cat person I, no, we just didn't have dogs. I would love to have had a dog. I still kind of want to get a dog.
6: Yeah, I'm not a cat person. Me neither. No, a
5: lot of people aren't. Um, but you and see, they're little, they're, they're
4: little pricks, Jimmy. Sometimes they come up and they go up and get your leg. You're like, oh, it's a cute little, and then Shh. I mean, <laughs> what the <Yeah>. what? <laughs>
6: what are you throwing? What are you? Yeah. Oh, the schizo? These cats? <laughs> I don't need this shit. They're like little jokers, man.
5: Yeah. Yeah, but you like the personality. If you like the personality of a dog, you seem to be into the feelings of it. A cat's an interesting creature. It's an interesting. They are. Did you see the video? There's a viral video of a guy who was being chased by, I think, a mountain lion or no, yeah. it was, it was A, a cougar. Lion. Oh, yeah. no, it was yeah. Not and, he, and he had to back up the whole time. I mean,
6: <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, no, I saw that shit. That was, uh uh-uh. I mean, that's what you get, man. You out there in their territory. What the hell are you doing? Trying, yeah. to, uh, trying to, call, to call a little cub, call, call a cub in, talking about, oh, how cute. Like, what are you doing, dumb dumb
5: Yeah. Is there anything you don't want to see more than a baby animal? When you're, in, like, you never want to see a bear cub or a baby mm-hmm. lion or a baby. No. because The mother is somewhere around and is not going to be pleased.
6: In Alaska, it was the moose. You don't want to mess with no baby moose because the mama comes there with those six-foot legs and starts stomping you into the snow.
3: Oh, wow. Would they chase yeah, that you? They're little- big,
6: right?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: They're huge.
6: Yeah. They're as big as your truck, man.
5: So will they chase you like that? That cougar walked that guy down. Will a moose just get rid of you or will they actually follow you and pursue you?
6: Well, they may charge you. Sometimes they bluff charges. But, you know, if you're stupid and you're trying to, you know, tackle their calf, you're going to get jacked up, you know. But, yeah, you know, they got moose up there. They had moose up there. Bears up there Would charge people. But, you know, up there in Alaska, people are really outdoorsy. You know, it's it's pretty beautiful outside, especially in the summertime. So, uh It's a common thing up there.
5: People are used to it.
6: I guess so. I couldn't get used to that.
5: Did you see any bears?
6: I saw a couple of black bears in the neighborhoods, going from trash can to trash can. Maybe I saw one with a cat in his mouth running away.
5: Oh, really? Oh, my God. Now, what are you supposed... If a bear charges you, you're supposed to be big, right? And make noise and act like... You're not supposed to cower, um, which is what I would do. You're supposed to be big.
6: Yeah, you're supposed to act... You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to say no. You're supposed to be the alpha. You know what I'm saying? Pretend like... You're the dangerous one. Oh shit. jimmy be screwed. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, jimmy I, puts his
4: arm up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that <thing> Get away. <laughs> <is happening. laughs> Get away.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Jared, uh, I, I mean, look, this fight this Saturday night, the Khomeini, what what an amazing fight. And Israel Adesanya uh was saying that, you know, I guess the winner is, is who he's gonna fight. And uh he had some good things to say about you. So uh, good luck on Saturday. I, everybody loves watching you. You're on a tremendous tear. And, uh, you know, Whitaker's very tough and uh, a great fighter and a smart fighter as well. So this is going to be a great fight. So good luck on Saturday.
6: Can't wait. Thank you. Thank you, James, right, Thank you, Matt.
5: Thank awesome, you, Dean. Peace out, you
6: guys again. Awesome, yeah. Hopefully man. talk
5: to you again after the fight, okay?
4: Thanks,
6: Jared.
5: Sure thing. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now, maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training bundle. You can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports. Choose Thorne, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorn.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off, and Matt and I get the credit, and that's all that matters. Now's a great time to get a new home and take advantage of historically low mortgage rates with Guaranteed Rate, the official mortgage partner of the UFC. Their perfect combination of technology and experienced loan officers will help you get a great rate on your new home. Today's rates are historically low, so there's no better time to lock in that dream home. Get started right now at rate.com. Guaranteed rate positively different equal housing lender subject to credit approval restrictions apply company nmls id number 2611 nmls hey
4: let me give you a compliment because i don't give them often to you i really enjoyed the dean diaries from- <laughs> did you really i enjoyed it well, wow, okay, I might have made an appearance in it. But listen, it's <laughs> not why Jimmy, that's not why. Of course it's not. I, I didn't forward through to see me Dean in the pool. And why would thing. you?
0: No, <laughs> no, it's not about that.
4: You know, but I'll tell you, it was fun. I enjoyed you talking to your kid. Oh, yeah? He's such a nice kid. Oh, yeah, he's a nice kid. Very polite. You could pick that yeah. up when you're on the on the thing with him. It's cute, you yeah. know? Yeah. I like that. But do me a favor. when You hang up with your kid, tell him you love him. Oh, just come Yeah, you're right. right. I probably <laughs> should have. But, you know what i'm saying like we got to keep it you know
0: nah, listen like, yeah, i have man. girls i don't have
4: i don't have boys but if <laughs> I, mean, I had <laughs> listen if i had a little boy i'm sure i would do the same thing i'm man. not telling you how to raise your kid but how often do you tell them you love them well i just started telling them i love them this year and what what are you waiting till the guy's eight kids 18 he's 15 yes. years old well you know
3: what i'm saying like I like because i never really had the sensitive side of me until like this year this year then i started telling him i love them
4: jimmy He's been hanging out with me for the last few, few years yeah. doing the show, and I I'm not I'm not taking okay yes you know what I am I'm you taking credit for this I I'm very affectionate and I bring out this other side of Dean sure. and now he does it's it, he's got that love in his heart and he's letting his son know how much he loves him. It's You're true. welcome, Dean Thomas. I, I know, man. I thank you for that because prior to this, man, <laughs> it was like just. You know like That's, some i would just i wouldn't even
3: say hi to him sometimes
4: you know that what i'm saying a, like now he's <laughs> being silly he's being silly his yeah. kid's a nice kid but at the dean diaries we they watch it on the it's on the ufc's uh youtube yeah site? on ufc's youtube yeah or even if you want to get some new followers dean thomas right it's at dean thomas yeah at dean thomas yeah and in your profile on instagram they can go right to it and while we're talking about that Jimmy brought up the other day. I was like the middle of the night. He goes, "Look what just came out." I go, "Jimmy, I'm sleeping." It was the new episode. Jimmy, you want to finish what I'm about to say?
5: It was the uh, the new episode of Looking for a Fight. Thank you. Looking yeah. for a Fight. I couldn't believe it. I was the middle shot. of the
4: night. I go, yep. I, "It's all
5: out." I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, I knew.
4: Actually, it wasn't yeah. Jimmy. It was Dean. It was you that texted me. I know. <laughs> I, Jimmy doesn't watch. Jimmy does yeah. Jimmy supports from afar. Jimmy supports yeah. and says, "Good job." I go, "Did you watch it?" He goes, "Well." I go, "Okay, I'll just."
5: He didn't in have in fairness, meetings, so. I don't even watch things I'm on. I, I actually I, I don't watch anything that I do either. So I, I don't watch anything. Jimmy,
3: I'm with you on that. I don't watch stuff that I do neither.
5: Yeah. I smell bullshit yeah. right now. I smell fucking bullshit.
4: I think Dean Thomas watches it on a loop. What he
6: does.
3: No, no.
4: I watched it one time. He's calling up Eve Edwards. Check this shit out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I watched it one time. I watched things like once or or never.
4: But I don't like to watch myself. You know why I watch again our our little adventures? Because it reminds me of the fun we have while we're doing it. Mm. We have a Dean Thomas. We have a good time. I had yeah, a great time you, on Matt, Fight Matt, You killed it that in this in the
3: most recent episode, man. I could not stop laughing the entire episode. No, Dean Thomas is my buddy. We, had so, you, like, yeah. we had
4: so much fun. Like yeah, so much fun. And they took some stuff out, Jimmy, because we would oh, you know they I have to for time, boat. sure. Well. You know that, or us. they didn't want to look bad over there for the role. I mean, people do get sick on roller coasters, but they took some stuff out. Oh but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. that would have been funny. But listen, did you guys know that Taya Tuavasa is on a three-fight skid, or it yes. more than that?
5: He was ten and zero, and now he's ten and three. If I'm if I'm correct, um, and I I want to ask him about that. You know, you don't want to focus on a losses, but he's funny. He's
4: a wild man. You know, drinking shit and drinking the yeah. That looks he's like
5: he spinach. drinks from the shoe, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah.
4: It's fun, oh. disgusting.
5: And we'll talk about uh, <laughs> uh, Stefan Struve, who I thought retired. Was I was I crazy to think that he retired at one point? Nah, I mean you
3: think about semi Schilt.
5: <laughs> no, <laughs>
4: is I know that you're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> why, are you... why am I thinking he retired? You're bringing up a five. way hold on. Why <laughs> would you bring up Semmy Schilt? Because they look the same. You know what it is? They're both eight feet tall. That's the fuck. Five... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I told you before on here. That's how you know the story's true. I was in a van with him going to uh, the airport. Me and Stefan Struve. This is ages ago. And then we get out and we're walking through the airport. I had and we're going the same way. I had to, I had to stop him and go look. You're, you We got to go separate ways now. I'm literally up to the dude. <laughs> and we're walking through the thing. I turn to talk to him. I almost hit his dick in the head with my face. <laughs> I, the guy's uh, the guy's a. a ch- and we're in the van, we're having a great time. We're talking. Ah, oh, yeah. You, you know, and then we get out, we start walking through the thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like I, I, I got to go in this store. He's like, oh, you're going this. I go, no, I'm going that way. I got to get the fuck out of there. And he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> but
5: I haven't met like, him in person. I've don't, I don't, I've never seen him in person other than in the cage. So I, I know, but I, I, he's a giant guy. Yeah. But he did announce his retirement, by the way. He did at one point retire after uh, after a uh, submission went, I believe, over to Lima. Um, so he's fighting Tuivasa. An interesting matchup. And uh I wonder what uh Tuivasa's uh mental state is. You know, when you drop a couple of uh fights, does it uh does it shake you or no?
3: You know, he's kind of, he's kind of he's, he's kind of a wild guy, you know, like who loves to fight. You know, I mean if he drinks, he drinks beer out of a shoe. So like guys like that's probably just excited. Yeah, yeah. But guys like that are probably just excited to get in there and punch somebody
4: in the face, win or lose. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. You better get a win if you're down you're down three. Yeah. You know, I've been down oh. two before. It doesn't feel good. You were one of them, you prick. And I don't feel, <laughs> I don't, I, you know what? I, I lost to BJ. I lost the Dean and then they dropped me from the UFC. Did you know that? Well, no, they dropped the whole division. Oh, no, don't cut the shit, Dean Thomas. They dropped they, I swear to God. No, they but, dropped the whole division. They dropped the 155 division after that. That's true. Did they but really? I, got I didn't know that. Yeah. How long? Yeah. It was like, like two years. Yeah. Me and Dean Thomas killed the division.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> you guys and entire you know, division. You UFC. <laughs> know, you know what happens? This is the kind of people we are. Dean got me fired, and I got him hired. <laughs> Thomas. Dean Thomas, aren't you glad that fucking Pete Spratt didn't pick up the phone that day when I? I like, <laughs> it's fucking first choice. Uh, yeah, first yeah, choice. yeah, right. Yeah, 100. right. Ask Dana. Ask Dana. We need a third guy. Who do we get? Who do we get looking or, for a fight? Yeah. Nick the Tooth, that moron, left us high and dry. We're going <laughs> to Las. We go, we're in Las Vegas. We're going to LA in three days. Who do we have? I'm in the office with Dana. Who do we have? I know who we got. I got. Sony Carter. Winner. Absolutely not. Charles McCarthy. You want me to run into fucking traffic, <laughs> Charles McCarthy, Are You fucking serious? Yeah, you're most depressing guy on the UFC roster back in the day. You out of your mind? Remember living in the house with that guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a annoying. sunny day out, Charles. It's probably going to rain tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Jimmy. There's positive <laughs> and there's negative people. This guy. Yeah. Holy fuck, <laughs> we. <went to> <laughs> but anyway, we had such a good time in that house, and you're such a character. I, why do I gotta keep bringing this? I, I it just came out naturally. What, I dude? go to Dana. This is what I said to him, Jimmy. I go, I got the guy. I go, Dean Thomas. You know what Dana said? Oh, I always liked Dean Thomas, which which was a shock to me. Yeah, and me then I, And then I guess what, Jimmy? I called Dean. Write the voicemail. You believe that? Twice, like three times. And I, it was one of those couple rings where it's what? like, man, I go, you little. I'm <laughs> trying to give you a. And then I texted him. Hey, Dana. He's like, what's up, dummy? I go, no. That, this is true. <laughs> call me. This is important. David's trying to call you, pick up. And now here we are years later. You're doing Dean's Diary on Fight Island. People look at Dean Thomas. They go, I know you as the guy who I used to fight. And then they, they look up his fights. Now they're fans. This guy is taking the world by storm, Jimmy. All because of you. All because, because I picked up the phone. Yeah. No. I'm not going to. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right, let's give us <laughs> some fights. Yeah. Hey, this is what I want to know, Jimmy. Yes. I know. And we're going to do the picks on Wednesday because we like to keep keep people in suspense. Sure. And we're going to get to... I was about to ask you about Habib and Justin. We'll get to that one second. I'm not going to... Congratulations on Jillian Robinson. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Jimmy, did you see that fight? I did. It was fucking amazing, man. It was fucking really good. And what I liked about it, that girl in the first round was a beast. Pollyanna. Yes? Yeah. She was a beast and she was confident. Jillian stayed the course she did not get discouraged and I love the connection between you guys that first round wasn't an easy one I believe she got to take down towards the end right yeah that first round but then you' know, she in the corner she's like oh she's strong you're like we expected that and then right off she got off the school she's like just 10 more minutes ten like, more minutes and you're like yeah 10. you guys were right there you were right there and then I saw today on your Instagram and her Instagram uh we back how it started and how it's going. And it was a picture of them when, when Jillian must've been around like 17 or eight. How old was she in that first bit? She was like 18. in that. She was like 18. She looks like a little kid. And now you see her in the last picture with them on fight Island. You see both of them back then to now you're doing something right. Dean Thomas. Well, it's good. Con- it's connection, man. And like, and that was
3: one of the reasons why I left American top team in the first place. Cause I didn't have that connection with people and that's what you want right like and that's something that me and ray talked about like when you have like connection with your people and like a family atmosphere like that's what you want in terms of like training people and when you're in a big room with just a lot of people like it's hard to get that connection and like it just didn't make training fun for me
2: what's up homie what's doing, bro?
4: What's going Hi. on, buddy? Long time
2: no see. How are you? How are you?
4: I'm doing great, man. How is Fight Island treating you?
2: <laughs> it's all right.
4: Look at you. You got. Hey, listen. You are looking a little. Uh. what'd you drop a couple pounds. Your face looks nice and thin. You're wearing your Lacoste shirt there.
2: I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, that's for sure.
5: Did you make an effort? Did you want to drop weight, or did it just happen through the natural course?
2: Um. I wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've. I've been training all year, so it's. It's kind of. Uh, just all sort of fell in in place, you know what I mean. So, it's been good. I've been active in training anyway.
4: been like, what what is it been? Almost like a little bit. It's been around a year
2: since we've seen you. I think I, I fought this time last year at the same time.
4: Yeah, and now listen, what have we been now since then? Have you been working over? You've been you you visited? I seen you over at AKA. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I moved there at the start of the year, and then uh, all this uh, all this shit happened. So I had to come home.
4: Man, did you get any training in, or you went there?
2: You unpacked. Yeah, yeah. COVID hit, and
4: you went back. What happened?
2: It pretty much was like that, but oh, yeah, God. yeah, we we kind of trained. We 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 got into it from the get go, and then uh, and then the gym shut, and then we went to DC's garage, and then yeah, just kind of. And then <laughs> then I, everyone was talking about guns and shit, so I was like, fuck, I'm out of here. Would you have stayed
5: if you wanted to, or was it a thing where you would where you had to leave, or you just wouldn't have been able to get back home if you didn't leave then?
2: Uh, my, I, I got my boy back home, so I was just thinking of him, to be honest. Um, How old? Uh, he's uh, four in November. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of like, like, I didn't know what was going on. Then everyone was like, oh, you won't be allowed to back home, and oh, this, and that, and all oh, this. I was just like... Fuck! It. To be honest, I got scared. I went inside and just booked the ticket to <laughs> cut myself on.
4: So, Tayo, listen we don't like we don't like to bring up any negative shit. We're positive guys, and you always got that great energy about you. I noticed that when I'm around you. You're drinking boots with liquor in it. You're fucking people spitting. <laughs> you're you're a wild man. We love you, but I, you know we're on a three fight skid. You probably went to AKA to try to correct that. Correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure.
4: So now that got that did not work out. You came home. What are you telling your coaches? What are we saying? Like, listen, we gotta we gotta fix this somehow. Something's got to be said because it's not a lack of heart. Even skill, it's not a lack of skill. What's going on? What got
2: us back on track? Um, If we are back on track, no, (laughs) no, it, it, it was sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. No, no, it was it was. um it was it was it was mainly just mentally. I had to uh, I had to be honest with myself and kind of have a think of what I wanted to do and and then going over to AKA kind of you know was kind of let me know what kind of level I need to be at. So okay. I just come home with that same attitude and I was just like fuck it. I'm just going to train hard and, until until I can get a fight. Stefan Struve. Now, how many partners do you have that
4: are eight feet tall? No, I'm only kidding. How many? <laughs> he's, he's a very tall gentleman. I'm up to his waist. uh Uh, you are right (laughs) 100 if i fought him you ever see that gilligan episode when he's going through the giant's legs and he's that'd be be, me yeah (laughs) 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 i love that episode it was like a dream sequence but uh now you're fighting this guy low singles like what do we do what do we now a guy that giant how do we get sparring partners that tall or do you just have guys like that
2: oh i'm actually very lucky i had a uh i've got a sparring partner who uh who's a very good kickboxer, uh, Charles Joyner, he's like 6'8". So he, so he's like, yeah, he, he's he's up there and, and he's very rangy. So uh, I thought uh, if I could figure him out, um, um, I can probably, you know, do a good all right with uh, with Struve. But uh, fuck, uh, Struve, uh, I've seen him here and I've had a chat with him or whatever, man, the man is huge, he's fucking big. <laughs>
5: are you good now mentally you feel like you're better and, and where you want to be you said that was it was a mental thing and uh is it something that you feel like you cleared up
2: I think uh, I think it was more like uh just I got comfortable I got comfortable I kind of I kind of moved up real fast I was making uh you know I was doing uh, I do I've got a lot a few businesses I do I, I I thought I was just making dumb decisions and I was rushing things and, and stuff like that so I kind of had to just sit back and and, and and think about, you know, what I wanted to do. And I, I think I've made a few changes. I've got, you know, I, I've kind of been a bit quiet. I've hung out with myself a, a lot more and, uh, and stuff like that. So I, f- I feel ready, for sure, I feel ready. Hey,
4: Ty, how did uh, having a child change you? Something tells me, before you had a kid, I could see you at the club with your shirt off, taking people's boots <laughs> off and <putting> <laughs> like, ah! ripping your shirt off. I can see you as Man, that guy.
2: Or no? Am I way off? To be honest, I think uh, it, it wasn't. Uh, so I, I got told I was, I was having, I was having a kid, and then within the nine months, I signed to the UFC. I kind of, um, I just said, "Fuck it!" You know, I, I'm not gonna be a, I'm not gonna be a bum and, and and just be a clown all the time. And within that nine months, I, uh, I, I fought two belts in Australia. and I signed to the UFC, and then since then, I've kind of just been learning on the run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I'm kind of a freestyle kind of guy. So that's how it worked out. And then uh, and obviously till now I think, you know, losing and fighting these big guys, I'm more of a yes man, you know, I'll say yes, I wanna fight anyone and and I think that's the best way for me to learn, you know. So I feel like I've I've learned a bit and especially with fighting, I think I need to take my time and not just uh, <laughs> not just try and rush.
5: Yeah, especially since you're fighting guys, you know. Guys who have been around longer. I mean, you know, Junior Dos Santos and and of course Struve and uh you know even all these are all guys who have who have been around for a long time and they're veterans. So yeah, when you're fighting that level, you have to, right?
2: Yeah, I've I've fought three world champions: Blackboy, uh Dos Santos. So and I I, I learn like that. I learn. I like to be chucked in the deep end, and, and I learn like that. So. And that's what they they bring up Struve, and I and I and I said of course fuck what better way to try and get back in this uh, in the game by, by beating a legend
5: yeah and, and he is and you guys are the main event of the uh, of the prelims which I, when I always say this too that's always a fight that the UFC expects to be a great fight because they, you know their motivation is to sell pay per views so whatever fight they have right before um, the the pay per view is is usually a tremendous fight or it's a fight that they think is going to motivate people to continue watching.
2: Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yes, they have, they have, yeah. they have faith in
5: you. That's, so that's the point of the compliments they, they like you and they have that. faith in you. Um, and, and they think that you're going to have a great fight. Uh, cause that's always a good fight is the, is, is the, is the one right before the, uh, the main.
2: Yeah. No, UFC has always looked after me. They, 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 they treat me pretty good. And even just to be here on fight Island and uh, have an opportunity to work, I think is fucking sick. You know, um, there's people out there doing it hard, so I'll take my hat off to UFC and then I that. Like. What
5: did you want to do before you fought? Before you actually fought? Was there something else you were heading towards?
2: Jail. <laughs> <Chaiu>. uh,
5: <laughs> were
2: <are> we all? <laughs>
4: I know you were, man. <laughs> yeah, but you played rugby. You were, you were, prof- you were a professional rugby player.
2: Yeah, yeah, I played. I played rugby league. Uh, I played rugby league. I, I was with. Um, I was with the top grade when I turned eighteen. I was pretty good. I was. I was really good at rugby league too. But it just wasn't for me. It was more of a yes sir, no sir type of sport, and, and I'm not that type of person. So. Hey, listen,
4: I was in. I was on. The, I did football for like a week, and Mister Gray. What a prick. I remember we did a thing and he goes, everybody, everybody. I didn't really know football that well. You know, I just played with my friends. So I tried off on the ninth grade team or whatever. So I was doing it right. And then he goes, everybody. This guy, Mr. Gray, was such a prick. Everybody, did you see the way Mr. Sarah did that drill? That is not the way you do. I'm like, what, really, Mr. Gray? <laughs> you couldn't have just said, not, nah, you do it this way. I ended up telling the guy to go fuck himself. That was my football career. That's
2: pretty much. That's, <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty much me too. I'm, I'm like that. Uh, and and in Australia, I think rugby league has a lot of uh, negative, like uh, the media that's involved in it. Man, the, the boys can't even go and chuck a piss without fucking, you know, getting some shit read about them or something like that. Uh, I I just I could see myself. Uh, I'd end up on the news for bashing some media person or some shit like that, you know. I knew it wasn't for me, so I made the right decision. And I gave it up, and I think I was a bit too violent for the sport anyway. So
5: violent, <laughs> You're violent for
2: rugby, rugby. Jesus.
5: <laughs> did you um? Did you not like the team aspect either? A lot of guys like Matt. Did you prefer just like there's something about relying on other people? Or you prefer just to rely on yourself?
2: I I, I do. I like. I, I, but don't get me wrong. I'm a team. I'm a team player as well. I love. I really miss being around. Uh, around the. Uh, the boys and and getting involved but i think uh growing up where, I, where i'm from and playing with my mates who i kind of we grew up together it was very different to being a professional sport as well i kind of uh once but once it got professional it was more like we're not boys it was more of a job type of thing you know what i mean and i didn't i didn't really like that you know a lot of uh I'd rather, I'd rather play and, and die for boys that I love than, than just a paycheck.
5: Look, this is uh, obviously, it's, 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 it's good to see Stefan too, because he had, I guess, announced retirement at one point. I don't know if he was really playing, because he's still a pretty young guy. I mean, he's a legend, you're right, but he's not that old. So I'm happy. No, to,
2: he's, not, he's not old at all.
5: I mean, 32, I think, right? So he's got a lot of years left if he wants him. But well, the is
4: 27, he, and you know, he's going to make him reconsider that whole retirement thing. Yeah. He's going to say, No, no, you had the right decision. <laughs>
2: right, Ty? Well, I, 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 I'm coming off three losses, so I'm coming out. I'm coming out hard. Yes. Yeah.
4: I'm not just going with the shorter guy who drinks the stuff out of the, the boot because he's a wild man and I like him. I'm thinking <laughs> this is Ty's is time. Ty. Hey. Three losses enough. Let's get back in the winning column, man. I'm with you, man. I'm with you, Ty. F tall people. All right, I'm sorry. That, that's a little, too, <laughs> that's a little too far. I'm
2: ready.
5: All right. <laughs> All right, Ty. It's good talking to you. And uh look, good luck. You made the main uh, the main fight of the uh of the prelim card. Uh you against Struve, a great yeah, fight. About? And uh we're happy to see you fighting again.
2: Thank you, boys. I appreciate having me on. I appreciate it. Okay. Always good talking to you. Yeah,
5: awesome. you too, man. We'll talk to you again, okay? Good to see Thanks you. Watch it. the
2: boots
4: you grab, man. Don't be, hey, listen, be a little picky. If you see somebody, you might think up some athlete's foot. They're doing a <laughs> loogie that you don't like. You could turn Matty, down a boot. I
2: have, I, have, I have a one for a few thoughts. I'm ready to fucking drink anything. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is true. Oh,
4: that's fucking great. Hey, hey have a care, blast. Man. Have fun.
5: All right, be good. All right, brother. Take
2: care, Tony.
4: I want to hear Dean Thomas's take on Habib versus Justin Gaethje. Because let me tell you, I'll tell you, I'm I'm going to tell you what I think later. But Dean, what is your take on this? So
3: I think it's it's a a difficult fight to kind of predict, actually, because, you know, everybody talks about Gaethje's wrestling they never used. Um, So we really don't know how good his takedown defense is or his ability to get up because he's never really been taken down. So Nobody has even really tried to take him down, so we don't really know how good, how how he's going to do it once Khabib gets his hands on him. Um, obviously, I don't think, obviously, I think if Khabib can't get him down and hold him down, Khabib's going to be in a world of trouble because I don't think he can stand with uh, Gaethje for too long because Gaethje just hits too hard. But if he gets him down, then obviously, I think, you know, if Gaethje can't get back up, then it's going to be like every other fight. He's just going to get beat up from the, from the bottom, but... Because it's, it's he's got such a small sample size as to when he's been able to scramble up from the bottom. So it's hard to really predict
4: what's going to happen. Now, we had Benil Dar- Darush on here a while mm-hmm. ago, and yeah. they trained together. I don't know all the time. I don't know. But I remember we were asking him his thoughts on it, and he kind of let – not that he let slip, but he said that like the most success he had is up against the cage, up against the wall, whatever the training with takedowns with Justin. And that stuck out to me. That's like, all right. Yeah. That's where, if that's where he's the weakest as far as takedowns, you know, being a wrestler, it doesn't matter. You can't escape your hips up against the cage. That is where Habib is a master of. I know he can do it in the middle. He can do it anywhere. But against the cage is where he just, just excels. Like he's just a master at just getting guys down there and just being grueling. So that, that's something. I just feel it might be a battle of just attrition where, like, it might be a down and up situation. And if it is, who's going to be worse to wear if it gets back up? Because sometimes, I mean, if Justin's got that, almost like Jared, we were just talking about with uh, Jared uh, Cannoneer, I mean, where you just get out from all that stuff, and it's like the fight started right there. If Justin has that ability running over in fucking Denver, he's in Denver, correct? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's high altitude. Uh, running those mountains over there and whatever else, if he has the gas tank, all the up and down and getting away and then still be the fuck,
5: Jimmy? My hand hit the camera like a fool. No <laughs> I got ADD. Bring. I don't know where I was. You said that we're gonna do the picks on Wednesday, and you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I can get rid of it. All right, listen, we're gonna do these picks on Wednesday. So you were talking about, uh, I guess, Gait training at altitude.
4: The ship is sailed. All right. Sorry. But this is what's important. Yes. Dean Thomas is here. Yes, he is. Dean. I, I, but I think there's another factor in the fight, too, for
3: Gaethje. that works to his advantage. He's been training with Usman for quite some time. And if there's anybody who can replicate sort of what, what Khabib does, it's somebody like Usman. Usman might even be slightly better for him because he's longer. So if he can get away – so if he's been training with Usman, it can – can figure out how to get away from Usman, he should, and theoretically figure out how to get away from Habib.
5: Who've we seen get away from Habib though? Has anybody like see, like I mean, Connor did get up at one point, but I, like who who has who has continually been able to get away and stay away from him? You know, it, it's no, almost- I, Well, I, Al did. Raging Al yeah. did the best with him.
4: I mean, he went five. I mean, he went five rounds. Yeah. You know, I mean, he walked out of there pretty unscathed. I don't. Th- I don't even think the guy got stitches if I remember correctly.
5: No, he was in Uh, good shape at the end of the fight. He was in great.
4: And that was on a day. And that, if you look as far as ability, Mm. you know, that, you know, Al does have a wrestling background. You know, he's a very good wrestler. I think Justin's wrestling, he's got a... He's like a two-time All-American. What's that? He's a two-time All-American. He's a more accomplished wrestler. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at guys similar, Al would be the most similar to Justin. And again, that's on a death and that's literally on a day's notice. So it's not like you even trained for it. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. having that wrestling in the, in the, in the uh, in his arsenal, you know, and never letting him settle. Like he never, even if he gave the back, he went to up to all fours. He's looking to pound him. He went belly up. He went, you know, he kept moving where you can't hold somebody and hurt him at the same time. So he had to keep moving and follow with him. And Al did phenomenal in that fight. Yes, he did. You know? And uh that's something that sticks out when I think of this about. Of the wrestling ability, but I right, listen, we'll talk more about this on Wednesday. What I wanted to uh talk about with you guys is some of the rumors and the headlines.
5: Okay, great,
4: let's do that. I like this. I heard a rumor, Ooh, ooh. I heard a rumor, I heard you got a broken heart. I heard that's from um, that's from Disorderlies, and that is Bananarama. From Disorderlies with the fat boy.
5: with the fat boys? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Their movie career never did what I expected it to do. <laughs> <Fat> um, <laughs> <boys>? You didn't <laughs> like this. What, the fact that they had a movie? I did. I expected them to be action heroes.
4: <laughs> well listen, they, they were in a movie called Disorderlies with the I Fat know. Boys. And one of those fatties died, so rest in peace. But listen, did.
6: but Fat the Boys
5: point. are back, and you know they can never be whacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's right it you know but they don't was, get the credit they deserve they were huge in hip-hop and so, so, well, Bananarama
4: is no joke either jimmy yeah. and you know they had a sorry i'm reading here about a rumor and every time i hear a rumor i like to sing that song because it's a catchy song did you ever hear it it's from banana all right guys i'm back we can cut that out if you like but listen <laughs> the thing is this jose this is the rumor jose aldo and chito vera are likely to be matched oh. up against one another at ufc 255 november november 21st man listen i am a marlon cheeto vera fan yeah me too i'm a fan yep. i know sean o'malley ain't but no. <laughs> you know sean o'malley did not take that loss like a warrior and a gentleman and we'll I we'll like see
5: how him. he does well, it. I, his he's a young guy. Let's see how he does it his next fight he's able to rebound. I'm yeah. not no attacking
4: Sean O'Malley, Jimmy. We're not drawing swords. Yeah. I like him. You don't have to stick up for him. I'm not attacking him. No. I like him. But it has to be said. It has to be put in his face. Going, kid, you can't be sitting here saying, oh, I had three fights this year. Very good year. Three stoppages. He doesn't even acknowledge that fight. I think that no one who's, who's another young kid who I think Sean O'Malley should take a page out of his book. Mm. Corey Sanhagen.
6: Mm. Yeah, or he said absolutely, yeah,
4: absolutely. he lost to Aljo, yeah, and you know what I'm saying. First he, round loss, it. yeah, first round, huh. and it could not have went worse for him, yeah. You, know, you get terrible. put to sleep, you know, you get knocked out, you get put to sleep, it's not a good day in the office, okay. Uh, he did not show any of his ability, and he went on to take on, um, Walter Mariah, yes, thank you very much, and he did that in spectacular fashion, never looked better, you bet, you know. And uh, you know, actions speak louder than fucking words. You know, I mean, it, for, for for Sean O'Malley not to not to give credit to the guy who's a yeah. good dude, who's a real guy, a good guy, hard worker, came over from Ecuador, has a family, yeah. he's doing the right thing. He's not a shit talker. He's a real dude. Handled yeah. his business. You're not giving the guy the proper credit because you dirt your ankle, hurt your ankle because he kicked it. I don't know.
3: Yeah, that doesn't make a
4: lot upset. of sense i get upset because i think somebody close to him should be like hey look dip your hat to the guy all right you got me but i'll get, if you want to say something you know what we'll meet again something something so you don't feel like you took your man card away i get it yeah. when you get bested in there it does not feel good you know but you know it's, it comes with maturity he's gonna i believe in the future you know Short O'Malley's going to look at that. and He's right. like, you know what? I should have handled that differently. That's just the way I'm, uh, that's just what I'm throwing out there because I think he's a good kid.
6: Yeah.
5: Well, it's kind
3: of like what Ty said, what Ty Tuivasa said. You have to be honest with yourself. Like, if you can't be honest with yourself in this fight game, you're not going to make it very far. Like, you're going to have shortcomings all the time because like, you have to be honest with yourself and where you stand in the game. And if you, if you can't accept the loss or give the guy credit for beating you, then, like, you're not being honest with yourself. And that's where it starts.
5: Well, that's what I liked about Francis. When he lost to Stipe, even though he lost to Derek Lewis after, he was very honest after those fights. Like with, with, with uh, Stipe, he's like, I underestimated my opponent. Like, and to do that to the world champion is a silly thing to do, but he was honest about very it. Very silly, Jimmy. But he, he admitted it. And he also admitted with Lewis, I, I wasn't comfortable pulling, uh, throwing my punches. He lost a little bit of faith. Like to, to be honest about that stuff and go, look, this is what happened. And then you write the ship. But these guys are proof that you can turn around a little bit of a losing streak and, and start winning fights again. But anyway, guys,
4: what else we got, man? I, I, I had a great time.
5: Hey, Dean, let's just go. Me and you will do. Just Who, do you, who are you taking in the call, mate? Are you taking uh, Cannoneer or are you taking um, uh, Robert Whitaker? That's a tough fight to pick. It is
3: a tough fight to pick, but I, I kind of think I kind of like Cannoneer's chances in this I, because I'm still not 100% sold on Whitaker. You know, because sometimes he's hot, sometimes he, – No, no, I'm not talking about his skill. Believe me, I'm not talking about his skill. I'm talking yeah. about, like, the way he comes out. And I think that – I mean, he beat Till fair and square, but, yeah. you know, but prior to that, like, he's still kind of hot and cold. And I don't think when you fight a, a power puncher like Cannon Air that you can flirt with that, being hot and cold. I think that, you know, Cannon Air is going to wake him up early with some big shots and then, then maybe put him away.
4: Dean Thomas, how often has the guy been cold? He lost to Israel last yeah, time. Yeah, and he ten rounds
5: him. with Yoel, he beat him twice.
4: Yeah, but that yourself, said, that takes a, Thomas, that that takes a lot out of you.
5: Yeah. Uh,
3: them okay. ten rounds, ra- them ten rounds took. I think it took a lot out of him. But I mean, he looked he looked good against Till. I mean, they were a little hesitant at times, but um, I think the Canadair just just figures him out early and, and maybe clips him with hmm. a big shot because he kind of get because. Whitaker does get hit a lot. When he's, when he's not moving, he can kind of get hit sometimes.
5: So. What round, Dean? I, I think I'm going, and, and no disrespect to Robert Whitaker, but I, I think you're right. Whereas Cannoneer, he just, he's been on a, a tear, and if he gets a hold of him, and I think he will land. Um, I, I, you know, I want to go Cannoneer by decision, but I think if it goes to a decision, Whitaker has a good shot because Whitaker's been in enough of those long wars with guys who have knockout power, and he's managed to avoid it. So if it goes to the decision, I, I think that it's going to be Whitaker. But something tells me that, that Cannoneer will catch him uh, as well, maybe slow him down with a couple of leg kicks. What round do you think?
3: See, and, and this is going to sound bad because I think it's going to be early, but it's not based on the fact that he's that much better. I just think that he's going to catch him early. So I think if it does go to a decision, I would say that Robert Whitaker wins a decision, like you're saying. But I think the Cannoneer has the ability to catch him early. I'm thinking like in the, somewhere in the second round, he just catches him with a shot and it just like him flash knocks him down. And then he follows up and then that's it. It's a wrap. So that's, and it's not because I think he's that much better. I just think that that's just the way it happens.
5: And he's looked great and, and he's looked great. Uh, and he, he has not taken a whole lot of damage lately. And after that second loss, I think to, uh, he had lost to uh, Blahovich and Reyes. Uh, and and yeah. won three straight since then. I think I'm also going to take Kananir in the second round. Um, He's just looked tremendous in his last three fights. He's looked Well,
4: it's not all fun if we all pick the same way. Yeah. You understand? We'll pick another round. I well, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be influenced by you, Dean Thomas. You shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> because that's why that's the way of saying you don't gotta go with Robert Whittaker. You could go with us too, the the winning team. Oh, well maybe the winning team, maybe not. I like the experience. I li- I feel the way um, Robert Whitaker could mix it up. Is going to be the uh, the difference. He's had experience fighting power punchers yep. that are that he that he can't hold down and keep down. Look, look at Yoel Romero. I mean, look at that fight. How many fight? Wait, he fought him once or twice.
5: Twice, ten rounds. They
4: went ten rounds.
5: Ten rounds.
4: He beat him twice. I mean, he has ability to get out of those big punches. He got caught once. In how many rounds? By the best there is with Israel Adesanya. So that alone is going to say, okay, Robert Whitaker by decision. I dare you to do something. Do I, hey, listen, the one thing that I can agree
3: with on this is that Robert Whitaker, I think he's he's got the speed advantage, which is going to be helpful for him in a three-round fight because he – like you said, he mixes it up well. Like he – a couple of them shots that he took on Darren Till, so like I didn't even see him coming. So yeah. like if he if he fights like that and mixes it up deal. like that I, he could he could certainly win this fight but I don't know I just see him getting caught somewhere.
5: Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, it's hard because Cannonier has looked so precise. Um, and again, everyone looks incredible until they don't. But I, I'm gonna have to see Cannonier look bad before I'm convinced that he's. You know what I mean? He's just on a mission right now. So I, I I'm also gonna take Cannonier in the second and the main that's like event. The
4: next man. Oh, okay, go ahead.
5: That's okay about it. The the uh, Gaethje. Habib for the uh, for the belt, mm, man. I always pick against Habib, and I'm always wrong. I
4: can't pick up. I first of all, I'm a huge Justin. I really like Justin Gagey. I like the way and he carries time. himself. I like the way that he is one of those guys that really it in there. Guys might say that a lot of guys don't mean it. He means it. That guy's having a blast. Having said that, I really, I'm I'm a huge Habib fan. I love. The way I just, I like, I like everything about the guy, especially his Comor Okay. Okay. Um, fifth round stoppage by Bahi Habib in a all out battle. Wow. That's what I said. I said it, I'm staying with it.
3: All right. I'm going, um, Where you going no, with? here's, here's, I like, um, I like Gaethje in this fight and I'm, and I'm going with my heart on this one. I'm going with my heart because I like the fact that he's so low key with, with the way he's approaching this fight, and he's a violent person. Mm. And I like the fact that he's just, like, like, right now Habib's on Fight Island with, like, his entourage and his crew, and, like, and, you know, he rolled up in helicopters, and, and Gaethje's out there with just his coach and, like, his parents, and I like that about him. but he's such, And he's such a violent person, and he fights, and he's, like, got this, you know, going into die type attitude. I think he stops Khabib in the fourth.
5: God, you know, Dean and I are really on the same. That is exact. And by the way, I, I, it's, it's almost like we're Clubber Langing and Rocky Balboa three. Uh, you know what I mean? The guy in, in the nice gym and the other guy who's got nothing. Um, I was thinking Gaethje in the fourth, but man, what do you think? This guy's sitting there
4: wrestling bears at eight years old. He's in the mountains of the Dag- Dagestani mountains, with, yeah. running up hills. And that's not where he
3: did. This camp. He did this camp in Dubai
4: don't matter. Javier Mendez said It's a nice in him. hotel. It's, yeah. it's in him. It's in him.
5: Wrestling yeah, What are you, do you yeah,
4: It was Rocky t- Rock.
3: Yeah. Rocky 3. With bubbles and kissing babies in the middle yeah. of rounds. And yeah, Mickey's all mad. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell
5: out, <laughs> out of here.
4: <laughs> this is not going on. This is not going on. This is not happening.
5: What do you Khabib think?
4: Habib means business. He's not this whole his no. whole career he's undefeated he's not going ah, let me take it lightly now when i'm fighting justin gagey the most you... dangerous guy i have fought to date no he is a man on a mission and i feel that just i feel that justin gagey style wise is probably the hardest guy in the whole division but still i feel that the cage wrestling is going to be the difference yeah. there's going to be a lot up against there and it's going to be a war of attrition and uh i think a B will
5: come out on top how do you Fifth think you win with decision or do you think round mean? stoppage yeah
4: um i want i'm expecting a battle you know what i'm saying i'm expecting a battle i this is the greatest most excited i've been for a fight since Adesanya versus Costa, they let us down a little bit.
5: I think yeah. that is right. I, I do think that probably Habib is going to win the fight I, because again oh. he's unstoppable. However, hey buddy, flip flop lately? No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm going with Gaethje. Um, I, I'm, I'm going with Gaethje because I, I'm betting with my heart because I want him to win. Uh, not that I don't like Habib, I like him a lot. But he's, I, you know, I want to see Gaethje get a shot at the title. Like, and, and there's always something about seeing a guy who hasn't had it get it. Um, and that also makes up for very interesting matchups between the fight that I want, really, which is uh, Gaethje and Connor, is a fight that I've really wanted to see um, a lot. So I think there's a lot, or uh, there's just a lot of fights I want to see. Um, maybe Habib fighting for the belt again. Anyway, I'm babbling. I'm going to go with Gaethje in the fourth, even though I, I'm, I'm not even flip-flopping. I do think every time I bet against him, is wrong. Every time I bet against Habib, I'm wrong. Every time. But I'm going to take Gaethje in the fourth.
6: You said the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. I'm I'm going to take Gaethje in the fourth because that was my first thought. Even though I do technically think you're probably right, and I think be a pro- <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I'm I'm going with uh, I want to see that uh, Gaethje get the belt because I like him so much. When you want to pick uh, Volkov, Walt Harris, third fight of the. I mean, that's a, a fight that we're missing. I, I think Harris is going to win this fight. I'm taking Walt Harris in Walt a Harris, Walt stoppage. Harris,
4: first round stoppage. Yeah, I, I got Walt by decision, though.
5: Okay. Yeah. He's
4: going – he's going – did you – he was almost – he almost took out Overeem and then Overeem – Yeah, I know. You know, I think he's going in like he took out Omanik.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's – like, Walt is one of the most talented heavyweights I've ever worked with,
4: yeah. and
3: I thought he underperformed in a lot of fights. Um, I had him to beat Overeem, but he, he obviously lost that fight, but I think he's going to bust Volkov. But I think Volkov's defense is going to be good enough to, like, hang out for a little bit but. You know, Volkov had a hard time
5: up. against, again, no disrespect to, to Greg Hardy. He's a good fighter, yeah, yeah, but he's not yeah, as experienced. Sure. He's not as no, yeah.
3: he's, he, Greg doesn't have, especially at that time, what Walt had, like that smooth yeah. style, you know, and he and he gave Volkov problems. Yeah. All right, listen, Dean, what do you want to plug? Plug something. Yeah, just, hey, watch the Dean Diaries, and then watch Looking Forward to a Fight. That's it. Looking Forward to a Fight. Matt, you killed it We're as always. So yeah, we live in a dream, man. Watch those episodes. We have, we have so YouTube. much fun.
4: We have so much fun. You know, I love you. I, you know, you guys, I have three jobs. I love every one of them. Yeah. One of them is with Dean Thomas and Dana. We're doing our show. Dana White looking for a fight or looking forward to a fight. The other one is here with my little Jimmy bird. Which this is, this is work right now. I'm working.
5: You're working. I'm working. This is our job.
4: You know, and then I go and I teach people how to take limbs off and defend themselves.
5: Yep. It's great. It's a great Come lifestyle, on.
4: man. Yeah. I can't complain. All right, guys. Enough about how awesome our lives are.
5: Listen. So, Matt, when am I going to see you again? Me? Yeah. When will I see you again? Wednesday. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, Is that a way to segue out of here? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm happy to see Dean. Dean, it was really oh, great shit. seeing you.
4: Dean might come um, back, too, on Wednesday. We'll see.
3: Yeah, because yeah. we got to do the
4: picks, right? Y'all said I can yeah. do you got do the picks. Listen, Antonio, yeah. I'm telling all producers, let's get Dean on, uh, at least even at the end, whatever, even if it's at the sure. end of the show, I don't give a fuck.
5: You can come here yeah. on the whole thing. Oh, oh by, the, yeah. uh, by the way, I, I don't, uh, before we go, just in, as we're leaving, uh, just so you got, today's Wednesday.
3: Oh, fuck. You're right.
5: Yeah. All right, guys. It's been uh, great talking to <laughs> you. <laughs> see you next week, Matt. <laughs> Holy shit.
4: Oh. Listen to me. Listen. We, we, did, we did our picks. Did we do the picks?
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're good.
4: Uh, I'll, I'll see Holy you Monday. Holy fuck, it's Wayne Dean Thomas. You had, listen, he has an excuse. He's in Mexico. He came over from another time. He came over from... From Guam, and then he went to freaking He was a fight island, <laughs> Dean Thomas. I don't I blame you for this. Look at look at the face of a moron. Look, Matt, don't look up. Look at me, not you. Look at me. <laughs> this was this was my bad. And Jimmy,
5: I said I thought he time. I thought
4: he was playing with me,
5: Jimmy. No, I kept no, saying thirty times. Wednesday, Wednesday, we'll do it Wednesday. Saying, thinking like Matt's gonna know it's Wednesday, and then Dean, I thought you were in on it with me. I thought no, you were- I really thought it was I really Monday. thought it was Monday. The two of you. I, I don't know what today is, man. I've been. I haven't been home. I don't even
4: know what time it is. Dean have hasn't is- been home in, in a month. You know who has been home for a while that has no excuse whatsoever? <laughs> this guy.
5: Matt Sarah.
4: Uh, everybody, I'm sorry. I I like Jimmy. I will I will not see you. I will see you next Wednesday, but I will you see next you week. Monday. Yeah. We'll talk before then. We will. And Dean, so much for coming on. Hey, maybe come on next week. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, let's, let's do this up. next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Listen, love you guys. The fights yes. so this weekend, give a proper plug for the fights, please, Jim.
5: It's uh, Habib against Gaethje for the lightweight belt. Uh, also, Walt Harris is fighting on this fight um, against Alexander Volkov. And the co-main, Jared Cannonier against Robert Whitaker. Uh, and the winner gets their shot at Israel Adesanya for the middleweight belt. I mean, incredible, incredible night of fights. So uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. And uh, I'm happy we clear that up.
4: <laughs> Be safe, Thomas. <laughs> All right, boys. Bye, guys